Hello there, it's Friday, which means it's time once again for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast to offer objective and hyperbole-free discussion of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, the podcaster with no name, Conrad, and with me as always, he'll smile at any goddamn crocodile he pleases, it's Anthony James. <laughs> Bangarang, Conrad! Do you know something I realised when I was writing this? Is that I don't think... You know that, that Never Smile at a Crocodile song? It's nothing yeah. to do with with Peter Pan, I don't think. Is it not that? in... I don't think it's in the original movie. Maybe I've just completely scrubbed my memory of that. But I feel like it's a separate song entirely. Maybe it is. Well, you get away with it. You get away with it. I mean, it's it. a I'm, fair I'm warning. Go, let's go. be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as Captain Hook, played by Dustin Hoffman, learns in the movie that we're going to talk about... This, uh, this week. Well, he's learned this character, although we didn't see it, obviously, because it's kind of a sequel. Um, he has learned many times. We'll say this is. Yes. Uh, he, is, he, he has no hand. And now at he has at no least body. the yeah. third time that we've seen this character <laughs> have a run in with a crocodile. Um, and you, you can't say he hasn't learned the lesson, to be honest, because, you know, there's been an escalation of uh, hostilities between Hook and the Crocodile, which we'll get into uh, shortly. Um, I'm trying to think if I asked you how you are. How are you doing? Doing very well. Like, um, as as usual, when we choose... Like, I think all the listeners know, when we choose a film like this one, we all know it's going to be a film that I love, and it's going to be a film that Conrad didn't spend as much time as a child watching <laughs> that he, as he should have. Uh, so therefore, he is going to not like it as much as me, but you know what? It makes a fun conversation. Well, well, I mean, that remains to be seen. But <laughs> like, with, without further ado, uh, let's talk about some gosh darn movies. Let's do it. Movies, that's right. We're back on Disney movies. It's the exciting new superhero flick from Nomadland director Chloe Zhao. The Eternals. Just kidding. We're watching Hook because Anthony made me watch it. <laughs> uh, no, so I I could swear. I'm just going to get straight into this, to be honest. I was going to do a whole bit there about pretending that we were going to watch The Eternals and then and then. It... Well, apparently The Eternals is not doing so well, I, so we'll. Um... I, I'm legitimately a little bit upset about that because I, I still haven't seen it. But like, I I put my money where my mouth was, or well, not literally because I gamble. But I I said to <laughs> several people in my in my real life film circle that a film you know directed by Chloe Zhao who was hot off the Best Picture. Uh, win for for Nomadland, and it seemed like because who the fuck knows who the Eternals are? No, no one knows who they are. So, they, so it yeah. might they might allow her to have the kind of freedom that they let James Gunn have with Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I was I was legitimately like, this could be one of the best Marvel movies they've ever made. And not only does it sound like it's not that, it sounds like it's also one of the worst. So, you know, well, I, I'm I'm reserving judgment till I watch it because I I think personally that maybe. It is one of the <laughs> oh, I see, and, and that's why it's getting poor reviews because it's not like yeah. the rest. You're calling them out because this doesn't have Iron Man turning to the camera and smirking as he calls someone a dick or or, <laughs> or whatever, whatever else. Listen, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. To I'm, it, I'm definitely going to see it. I, I'm looking forward to it. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about a movie which mm-hmm. I can put my hand on my heart and tell you. I know I've seen this. I know I've seen this movie before. And yet, when I settled in to watch the 1992 televisual event, Hook, I had no recollection of the first 20 minutes of this movie. (laughs) I was watching it and I was like, okay, I know that Robin Williams 
is Peter Pan. I've got that locked away. I've got that on lock. I remember that happening. I do not remember the whole setup of him having grown up into a guy that sucks and is a lawyer, um, which is kind of outrageous because it's pretty much the whole point of the movie. <laughs> like, really. Yeah. Um. I, yes, exactly. And he has to remember him who he is and all. Uh, Conrad, I'm 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 really disappointed in you. I honestly thought if there was one man in the world who would never forget the image being burned into their brain of a duel at noon of mobile phones, I thought you would be the man who would remember yeah. that. So at the very beginning, Robin Williams with some rather random lawyer guy in his, his office, duel at uh, you know high noon. He rips his mobile phone out, takes the thing out, puts it up to his ear. Jeez, it's a great yeah. gag, and. And uh, I I remember that from 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 probably the day I was born. Actually, this came out in 1991, I think originally. You said 92. I think that might have been. It might have. I think it ran from 91 oh, to 92 okay. potentially. Um, but um, so 91 was the year I was born. This is my favorite movie of that year, uh, unless I <laughs> you you were like uh, an early uh, adopter of movies. You were just like straight out of the yeah. womb, and they're like, let's <laughs> yeah. see what's in the cinemas. Uh, Jurassic Park's coming up. Nice. Yeah, this might seem like quite lowbrow for you, Conrad, now, but I was comparing this to all the shit my friends yeah. were watching when I was zero years well, old. You, you know what? I'm going to say this now. Like, I this was this is going to be a similar situation to Hocus Pocus, I think, where there's a lot I don't like about this movie, but there are also actually some things that made me laugh about it. Maybe not intentionally, but I did enjoy myself watching it. I'll, t- I'll say this right now. Yeah. The first thing that stood out to me, and this actually made me angry because I, I've been trying to get into baseball recently, and um, oh, really? okay. uh, I've been watching the World Series, uh, and his kid getting called out in the opening when he is fucking beamed with a pitch is an outrageous call from the umpire. <laughs> and I think that umpire should be fired. If you're a baseball fan and you think differently, let me know. But I, I saw that and I was like, listen, I may have only been watching baseball for a few weeks, but that's an outrageous call from that umpire. And I like, frankly, if, if, if his ch- uh, son, whose name I can't remember now, I want to say it's Billy, Jack. 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 There you go. Um, that's a that's an interesting name for a child of Robin Williams who would go on to play a character called Jack at some point in this year. No, he would. I don't think. Yeah, it was one, one of, of these, these years, years. like twenty five, ninety five, ninety five, in the nineties. Yeah, but if Jack had won that baseball game, maybe this whole movie would have turned out differently. Maybe Jack would have been slightly less for brat on the plane ride over. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, he forgot his dad in three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, let's be honest his children hate him his children absolutely yeah. hate him they they this <laughs> yeah. isn't just like oh my dad won't <laughs> Mom, my dad yeah. won't let me you know jump on the bed which is what jack claims this is <laughs> my parents are like these like robin uh, robin williams and um moira or Mora, as we as we said yeah it's moira yeah. We're peter moira. bannington and and, and and moira bannington like Banning, is it banning, banning, oh, banning. Oh, all right. I don't know the names of the characters. There's too many names of characters in this. Those parents are worse than John Connor's parents in Terminator Two. That's my that's that's my stance at the beginning of this. All right, fair enough. Well, Conrad, I'm happy to hear you're getting into baseball. It, it does help for this yeah. uh, for this uh, this this film, yeah. obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, so I my team's the Twins. Uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know really much about it, but any team from Minnesota, they're okay, okay, nice. So, uh, well, I'm just rooting against yeah, the Astros because apparently they're a bunch of cheats. So I guess I guess I'm a Braves fan. <laughs> fair enough. Um, okay, so right story. Like let let's talk about the plot. Let's let's really drill drill down into this. So Peter Banning. 
he's a he's a stuck up guy who sucks. He's afraid of flying. Oh, the irony. Um, uh, yeah. He's oh, he's yes. married to uh, a woman who frankly has the patience of Job because I would not put up with half the shit that he does in this movie. Um, <laughs> and uh, his kids hate him. And they <laughs> like he's too busy with work. They fly back to London to visit um, her mother Maggie, played by Maggie Smith, who I had a. a her grandmother, grandmother sorry yeah played by maggie smith I, I i had a very startling realization when i saw this um oh when i God, when i looked I at maggie smith and i was like maggie smith can't have been playing an old woman for 30 years and then i checked and she's almost 90 and it completely tracks and i've just aged along with maggie smith as it turns out so yeah. Uh, it's it, it's uh it, yeah it was very upsetting but um the bannings they head off to it's like great ormond street hospital some some charity soiree. Yeah, because she she like uh, homes orphans. Would you? Oh, that's know. right. And, yeah, uh, she's a, she's like yeah. a literal saint married to yeah. Gordon Gecko from fucking uh, from Wall Street. Um, so did you you didn't know Conrad obviously because you forgot this first twenty minutes. Were you already putting together at this point that okay, that's you know obviously they call her Wendy. That's Wendy. She's the orphans she rehomed with the lost boys. Like, did, did you put that? Together? Uh, yeah, I mean, sort of. I was like, I I kind of vaguely remembered where this plot goes. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, by by the point that like Maggie Smith is whipping out the book and being like, now listen yeah, to yeah, me, yeah, Peter. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like it's, it, I was all like, I was going in for going it's in for all the coming kiss, flooding yeah. back. Yeah, I've, I've got some thoughts about that. We'll come back to the women in 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 peter's (laughs) life in this because there are some themes that i think need to be addressed but they come back captain now this is this is something i didn't really understand why why now why did i miss something why does captain hook choose now to kidnap uh jack and jack and uh, their daughter whose name i can't remember as well okay so it's for a reason which i don't think really is consistent in the film and i think it's because i've always understood that they can only travel to London for, some, for whatever reason, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, which doesn't really make sense because all the Lost Boys of this film have American yeah, accents. Yeah, that's true. But, but uh, so, but I, I did. So, and I also was like, hang on, but he was okay. He was adopted by American parents, so he's got an American accent. But hang on, wouldn't he have an American accent anyway? Because he was from the Lost Boys who have an American. <laughs> doesn't make any yeah. sense. Uh, but it's still great. Uh, but I will. But also, uh, Tinkerbell has a, has an American yep. accent. But all the pirates have British yep. accents. <laughs> Um, so it's very strange. I think technically speaking, Tinkerbell has a Canadian accent, but but I mean, uh, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It, it's not right whichever way you spin it. North American, North American, North, North sure, American, yeah. anyway. But but yeah. So I, I my answer would be I think it's because Peter Pan is back is back he's in back, London. Yeah. He's but yeah I think Anna London is like yeah uh, okay now so it's like when Luke accompanies Han and Leia to the uh, attack the shield on it on the the forest moon of Endor and he endangers the mission cuz Darth Vader's like oh yeah Luke's there and then, and 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 it's like yeah hooks hooks yeah. done the same thing he's like fucking peter's back i'm going <laughs> to you could yeah you could you could only fly to neverland through the cylinder of uh, atmosphere that is above yeah. the uk that is just the no yeah fact. there's a black hole above their house uh in london okay so um the kids are kidnapped by 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 who knows who, who it could possibly be and then phil collins shows up and th- this was the moment where i was like okay i'm gonna enjoy this movie because like yeah. phil collins has never had any business in any kind of film and yet and yet here he is 
um, playing a. Yeah, I, he, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's here. He can't like he he's like well we'll fit all our puns in here so you know he's he's not an easy lover of children <laughs> he doesn't care like he can't he, he has no business or has no interest in hearing them calling in the air tonight. Um, <laughs> trying to think of other Phil Collins songs. Uh, I can't dance. <laughs> yeah, sure, Tarzan, that one. Phil Collins turns up. The police are of no help. Very real to life um, in, in, in terms of London. Um, and Maggie Smith is then like, oh, Peter, you're actually Peter Pan and you've just forgotten everything that happened to you before you were 12 and you're going to have to go to uh, Neverland to sort shit out. Um, and Which is actually interesting, actually, Conrad, because it introduces a really, really funny... like It's almost a trope at this point, I suppose you could say, where you... Instead of making the uh, a, 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 like a new version of the original story, you make an updated sort of sequely version. But in the story, the book has been written. Yeah. So Peter, so the book of Peter Pan has yes. been written. So we can so we can assume that the Disney cartoon has yeah. been made. Like we can assume all that's happened. Oh yeah, because because their this, kids uh, are like world. asking uh, Moira about the uh, whether the story is true about or the book is is correct in the way it talks mm-hmm. about Wendy, yeah. which is. Yeah, it's odd to get your head round that, and it's uh, like it's odd for Peter to just like reject all of it out of hand. But I guess he has no memory of it. But off he goes to Neverland. Yeah. Um, what's it? Second star on the right, and straight on till morning. I, I think I think it's something like that. Um, ends up. You knew what it was. You were just trying to sound like listen, you didn't. I'm a, I'm I'm an, I'm a fan of auteur cinema, right? I've got I'm, I'm too busy for <laughs> too busy for nonsense like this. He he lands with the Lost Boys. Uh, well, uh, like first he he lands with some pirates, and there's a bunch of hijinks that go on there. But he ends up in the company of the Lost Boys, who have been. Oh, you skipped over the part I want oh, to talk on. back on. on, because Glenn Close. Oh, this is outrageous! I have no idea who Glenn Close was in this movie. Who did? She, was she just a pirate? Okay, so this is great. So you know uh, the moment where Hook comes out and he's like, you know, doing the the, the, the little the little Hook. The score of the score of the film. Yeah, I will say, like John Williams, you always get the goods from John Williams, and he does. He has turned in a great score for this. Yeah, I thought it was great. But anyway, so whenever Hook comes out, gives his speech, you know, about Peter Pan, you know, and then he points down into the audience. He's like, "You there? You doubted me?" And he goes down into the audience, into the uh, into all the pirates, and there's like a guy there with like a big gray beard and a gray hair, and they they throw him into a chest and then put scorpions in. That's Glenn Close. <laughs> That's so unnecessary. <laughs> I love that. Steve, Steven Spielberg just going, hey, Glenn, you want to come down yeah. and be a pirate for a day? Yeah. She's just like, absolutely, <laughs> Steven. Yes, I do. <laughs> Whatever you need. Yeah, well, okay, great. So Glenn Close turns up in a scene-stealing performance. Um, I, I also actually glossed over the fact that Tinkerbell is the one who, as played by Julia Roberts, is the one who, who brings uh peter back to neverland she kind of turns up and 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 tortures him for a bit um yeah oh Emma wanted me to mention too the fantastic costume point of like her little footprints on his on his shirt because it's like you can miss that in, in, in like the first few times you watch it but that's Emma was like that's that would be my job if, I, <laughs> if she was working on hook she works in the breakdown department so she would have been given uh, uh ron williams shirt and told to paint little little thing uh, amazing I, I will actually say for that for that sequence although although like some of the like kind of green screening and special effects in this haven't aged particularly well yeah. that sequence with uh, her in the doll's house 
it's done mm. pretty it's it, it looks pretty good i think um yeah i think it's i, good, I, I yeah. mean I, i'm pretty sure it, it is a life-size set and it, it's not um they're not superimposing julia roberts onto the set of the doll's house um no. but it but it looks great um and yeah so, so yeah. there's some rough and tumble with them they they land among the pirates Peter Pan just doesn't have it anymore. He hasn't got it anymore. He's he's old. He's past it. He's reaching out to his kids. Yeah. Reaching out to his kids. Mummy could do it. Is what yeah. his daughter said. Yeah. Um, but he 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 has he he's lost the magic. And eventually, it seems like it might all be curtains for him. But then um, Tinkerbell manages to convince Hook to give them. Is it three days? Three days. Are they had just a little bargaining with uh, with Captain yeah. Hook? Uh, we have to we have to just mention a little bit here, Captain Hook's. Uh, you know <laughs> the costume it's the costume itself unbelievable yeah. costume uh i i said i turned around to emo i said you've got to make that for your brother or something like you've got to make yeah. that costume and she said well it's gonna be a lot of money i was like let's <laughs> do it right but um but yeah like i think dustin hoffman does a really good job as hooking yeah. this uh, and i i just like the way he delivers the lines he's so melodramatic yeah. I, li- I like i love him talking uh, whenever he's like looking in, in uh robin williams face at the very beginning and he's like you're my great and worthy. <laughs> yeah, you know it's, it's just so over the top, so camp. Yeah, I mean, I I was saying to you before this that I because I didn't really I hadn't seen this for a long, long time. I was going into this kind of hoping that funny Robin Williams would show up, and disappointed mm-hmm. when he doesn't really. Um, but I will say that Dustin Hoffman absolutely picks up the slack in this. Like he is just chewing every bit of scenery he can possibly yeah, find yeah, 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 yeah. and you're right the costume is brilliant not a bad english accent as well i have to say like yeah. i was i was surprised i thought on revisiting this it would be a dick van dyke situation but it actually sounds not bad um and considering he does he doesn't do it very often does no. he very very rarely does not yeah, do yeah but yeah so he's brilliant his introduction is fantastic i i would actually probably say now, I'm, I'm going to think about this for a moment before I say it, but I think, as as someone you know who started doing a video series on iconic bad guys, I think Hook might be one of the best Disney, like as in this Hook, it might be one of the best mm-hmm. Disney villains. I'm trying to think of many yeah. who beat him. He is a fantastic, fantastic Disney villain. Um, I th- maybe mm. like Scar, Scar and Gaston. I'd Scar- probably put up there, but. They're good ones. They are good ones as well. I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be a low. Corel Deville yeah, is a great Deville one too. Great one, although yeah. she although she's not really a bad guy. Is she now? She's like a superhero. <laughs> we've film. we've but, um... reimagined her. Okay, we've re- like, it turns <laughs> yeah, out yeah. she wasn't the villain after all. Yeah. Um. So there are plenty, but I I agree with you that this hook is top yeah. notch. Now, Jason Isaacs did an okay job in the Peter Pan film of two thousand four five. Is Jason Isaacs but Captain Hook in that? I never yeah, saw that yeah. movie. I should but, maybe watch that. <laughs> it's actually no, no. It's actually uh, it's actually a fairly faithful retelling of the story. So just for a straight Peter Pan retelling, it's mm. pretty good. But but I will say that um, his more is more of like a straight take serious take it seriously hook. Whereas the fact that this is so scenery chewing over the top camp, as well as actually being a good villain, I think this does. He's the yeah. best hook there has been. I don't even know how you play hook seriously. Like you just. I, I think yeah. Dustin Hoffman and to, and you know as well I, I don't know the name of the actor who who did the voice acting for for Hook in the sixties um, animation but because both of those are so larger than life and flamboyant it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like going from Adam West Batman to like Christian Bale Batman like you had to have yeah, Michael yeah, Keaton yeah. and then uh, Val Kilmer and George Clooney in the middle there otherwise it just wouldn't work and I don't know how you go to a serious Hook but um, I'd be interested to see it. yeah I think as 
Yeah, I, I think as well that um, th- there's something to be talked about here because originally in the original story, obviously the oh, the whole allegory of it was that Captain Hook was basically their father, yeah. right? <laughs> Um, so this this is kind of just like a proper American, like, uh, fuck, who cares about that? We're making it, you're doing it again. Doesn't matter who Captain Hook's meant to be. Let's just make it. He's a real thing. Neverland yeah. exists. And let's just do it. I, I will say, I, th- I was going to leave this until later, but you've just introduced a perfect segue moment for me here. So <laughs> when I was watching this, um, far later in the movie, I'm going to skip forward a little bit, um, but we'll, 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 we'll go back to cover some of the Lost Boys stuff in a moment. When um, Captain Hook decides that he's going to uh, basically hypnotize and and coerce Jack and and their daughter to <laughs> yeah. be his children instead, I was watching that and I and I just decided in my head that whoever wrote this uh, intended it. In fact, I say whoever. I know who it was. It was James V. Hart and Nick Castle. They adapted it. Um, <laughs> they intended it as a metaphor for divorce and finding a way to maintain a relationship with your children with another father figure in their life. <laughs> and when you view this movie through that lens, it becomes very touching. <laughs> like, it really, really does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack's my it, boy it, now. <laughs> such a strange turn isn't it it's like, he's gonna be my turn because like, i actually eventually like i actually stopped believing that he actually wants jack to yeah be i think he like, legitimately what? does like he, he seems to have jack's best interests at heart to be honest it's because it's sort of what he always wanted with peter yeah you know he's like great so, and, you know, I, I didn't really understand uh, apart from obviously you know getting one over on peter i didn't really understand the motivation for doing it to be honest I think it's just like that. Peter Pan took his took his hand, bested him a number of times, and then got and then left Neverland. And he's just always wanted to kill <laughs> he's so, him. Yeah, but I mean, I guess <laughs> he just always wanted to he kill just him. Steals his kids, like it's it's a ghoulish thing to do. Like how dare he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that's if you if you any of you ever go back and watch Hook, or you go back and watch Hook after this, view it with this 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 idea on your head. The the hook rep- like that this is all a dream and that um mm-hmm. Peter and and Moira's relationship has actually broken apart and Hook is a new man in Moira's life and this is Peter having to negotiate <laughs> having a second father figure for the children it it works I'm telling yeah. you okay I, I it makes sense to me. Lost Boys we got to talk about them we got to talk about Rufio there's a, the, Rufio, there, there's, there's Rufio, a whole Rufio. There, there's a I'll let you finish oh <laughs> there's a there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of what I would call B-tier goonies in this movie um <laughs> yeah. that are sort of like that you've got the fat one you've got <laughs> you've got the leader Rufio I'm trying to remember there's others there's the one that wears like shells You've got the spiritual yeah. one. It is you, Peter. Yeah, exactly. Like so, you've got like the whole a whole host of of one note characters, and they basically exist in the middle chapter of this movie to give Peter Pan a training sequence. That's essentially what what they're there for. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, they're also there because they have to be there because they were in the original story. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I yeah I yeah okay. They, 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 they were fine. I will say, as like an eight-year-old watching this film, Rufio was the coolest thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, I mean, Rufio is great. I mean, the, the moment like after the after the training sequence has kind of reached its zenith, and, and Peter's starting to believe mm-hmm. again, and they have that war of words over over dinner, and Rufio calls Peter a fart factory is one of the greatest burns <laughs> I've ever heard in my in my in my, in my entire yeah. life. <laughs> it's it's funny, like he uh, 
Peter goes, you, you're, you got a fourth grade read level. And then he uses like a huge word. He goes, make that fifth grade. It's like, <laughs> what? It's great. You're meant to be insulting yeah. him here. That, this is, this is probably the only moment in this movie where like Robin Williams is actually funny, I think, in their like his little war of words with Rufio. Although I will say like Rufio does undo the, the good fart factory burn by then trying to get a chant for his own name started when they all turn it. <laughs> like you can't be the one to start it, Rufio. You've got to have a hype man with you that can step in and do that um but um yeah they get the-, the food fight though what do you think about that that is some of the worst looking food i've ever seen in a food fight <laughs> like they they sort of do this this like slow pan across this table of supposedly delicious looking food <laughs> and it's either just fruit or it's these bowls of i think what's supposed to be like ice cream and stuff but it's clearly it's clearly just like mush that's been you had food coloring <laughs> used on it for the purposes of having a food fight but you know what they have a food fight and what disney movie is complete without one really yeah and uh-huh. they, you true. know and they, they, it ends up being very fun so i i enjoyed it um so okay yes that like uh, robin hood robin hood gets gets trained meanwhile robin hood robin peter, hood they're the same they're like come on let's be honest peter pan and robin hood <laughs> are interchangeable well they both have a little yeah they have like a peter pan Robin Hood and Link from Zelda. Yeah. They all have the same clothes. I, I, I was at a Halloween party. Um, wait, hold on. When are we recording this? Two weeks ago. Wink. Um, yeah. <laughs> and someone came in with the Robin Hood, you know, great green hat with a feather in it. And he had like little red hair coming down the sides. And, and I was oh, saying yeah, to yeah. him, you could be Peter Pan, but you could also be the Disney P- uh, um, Robin Hood, who's a fox. You know, he has orange hair too. It's impossible yeah. to distinguish between them. Um, but regardless... <laughs> Peter Pan, he's being trained. Meanwhile, uh, Captain yep. Hook is continuing to try and steal his children, tries to ingratiate himself to Jack by um, putting on what I think is the funniest scene in the entire movie, where he puts on a baseball game uh, with the purpose of Jack kind of being the star. Um, and mm-hmm. the the moment where these pirates, hit, uh, they're, they're trying to adhere to these rules and someone shouts as someone steals a base as he's stealing second and they just shoot him is so funny. <laughs> I, I, I literally burst out laughing when it, <laughs> when it happened. The, the, the baseball stuff in this is really interesting because like we watched this, like my wife and I obviously separate houses. Cause we didn't know each other our whole life, but we, we both like grew up watching this. We both did. And then whenever one of my wife's friends from art college, uh, watched this for the first time when she was like 22. And then, uh, we weren't expecting this. Like she's from London. And whenever, like she said, we went, well, what do you think of it? She went, Oh yeah, the, co- the costumes were great. And she goes, it was awfully American. <laughs> Because we, we just know the story. We just know the film our whole life. But when you actually think yeah. about it, Peter Pan is one of the most British things or even English yeah. things there could be. And they stick like baseball Steven's, in it. And yeah, Steven Spielberg comes in, sticks baseball in it, has all the all, all the Lost Boys are Americans playing yeah. basketball <laughs> on skateboards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the skateboarding in the initial Lost Boys sequence is ridiculous <laughs> as well. I just want to say as well, Conrad, right? Just This is a... Like sort of a public uh, uh, service announcement to the world. Okay. Right? If you ever need three days to get me into shape, okay, I don't understand what running around does no. because you're not going to get fit in three days. Just start teaching me a skill that yeah. could help me. Teach me how to like Listen. fire a gun. That's that. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> that's... yeah, exactly. What? Why? Why are they running around doing the left, right, left, whatever yeah. they're doing? When like, you've got three days, guys, he's not like his five k time is not yeah. going to go up very. much. I mean, they do come out with some great rhymes about how he's out of out of shape and hasn't seen his toes uh, for a long a long time. Which yeah, it's worth it. Worth it. Yeah, that, I mean, 
it's mainly them getting their shots in on him let's be honest i mean peter is not a good dad we can extrapolate that to assume that his position at the head of the lost boys was a period of time that the lost boys don't remember fondly regardless of how they may respond once he's back in this movie um okay so there's 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 a couple of things that I, we we need to visit here. I'm going to jump past the, the 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 confrontation a little bit. We're going to jump around a bit. Every at this is a theme we need to talk about. It's going to get adult. I'm going to apologize. Every adult woman in this movie wants to have sex with Peter, and I think that's a very bold theme to put into a children's movie. Like the mermaid, the mermaids yeah. want to have sex with Peter. Tinkerbell wants to have sex with Peter. Moira's obviously his wife, so she wants to have sex with him. And when he goes back, or when he has like flashbacks to Wendy as a young uh, a young woman played by Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. she's obviously into him as well. I not I'm not entirely sure what Spielberg was saying with this, except that maybe Peter is some kind of like James Bond esque <laughs> like rogue <laughs> to these women. <laughs> He's just got a he's got a natural uh, masculinity. It's just like a, a ma- it's a magnet. Julia Roberts is Tinkerbell, even not even just women. Fairies well, yeah, too. absolutely. Um, I mean, mer mer women, mer, uh, like they. Let's, yeah, let's just, uh, don't even know how that works, but they they want. To, I think there's an episode um, of Futurama where they where they explain this, but it's yeah, it, it like passion for Peter crosses <laughs> like race and and species boundaries, seemingly at reckless abandon. Only Glenn Close is the only one, didn't? Well, but we don't know. I we don't only saw her for a very short period of time. We don't know. Like maybe yeah. when, while she was in that chest, she was like, "Tell you what, Peter Pan's grown up yeah. to be a, a dish." Tell you what, yeah, these these scorpions are fucking <laughs> painful. But see that fella, he's looking good. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but okay, so it, it is weird. I am I'm gonna say it is weird. But the mermaids, why were they in the film? Uh, because they were is in. It, like, I can answer this because they were in the first one. <laughs> Because they were in the, yeah. the cartoon. Now, here's a, here's a question for you. Probably for the best that they didn't include the Native American stuff. Yeah, that was my fear. That was my fear going through this movie. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't remember Tiger Lily and the, and the Native Americans being in this. But there was always that there, there was that voice in the back of my head. It was like, just be prepared for some really racist shit to happen in a moment. Um, yeah. So it's, it's probably for the... I think they... They were sort of like ahead of their time realizing to leave yeah. that out because it means that the film can be viewed for years to come. Unless unless someone could point out some other another way where it sort of crossed the line. I didn't actually notice anything else. Yeah, but, I, th- um, I think it, 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 uh, didn't, it didn't feel, apart from the special effects, I don't think it felt like a particularly dated movie, um, certainly from a theme perspective. Although, I, yeah. I, maybe, yeah, maybe some, maybe, maybe some uh, just sort of not really taking the, the like, suicide seriously maybe that's like the only thing you yeah, could that's say true. they're not stop me now it's me stop me now, stop <laughs> yeah. now. that was a that was a weird character that was point very like, odd he went from scene. he's he's got his chance he's got his chance to complete his mission in killing his greatest adversary and the next day or the next night like that same night he's he's, he's like saying i you know don't try and stop me it's me i don't understand why what, what that was about like what, it's why? a yeah it's a very Seems- odd moment um and it doesn't really add anything to yeah to his character or to the character of Smee, who I, I have to say I haven't really mentioned him so far. But Bob Hoskins, Bob come on, here, like Bob that's here. that's great casting. That really is great casting. <laughs> like you, you, you Smee is just like I can't imagine a better Smee, a Smee than Bob Hoskins. Just this kind of round Cockney man, um, yeah, doing his stand-up routine. Yeah. To start. <laughs> yeah. Is he? He 
might be like the only English character in like or English actor who actually has a main part in this movie. I'm not sure if the the the, the lady who plays Moira is uh is English, but I don't think his kids are. Well, Maggie Maggie. Oh, Smith, Maggie Smith I mean, is. Did yeah. you call her a main part? Uh, I yeah. I mean, she's she's as yeah, main yeah. as main as as Bob Hoskins is Smee. I would say. What about Toodles? What about Toodles? I, I, I don't count <laughs> him and his like. My yeah, yeah, my his, his one line that he repeats over and over again for the entire movie. Although I will say, it gave me one of my funny, one of my favorite lines, which is very quotable <laughs> in my house growing up, and that's whenever the little fat kid says, uh, "You know, whenever he says, here's his marbles," and then uh, Peter goes, "So he really did lost his marbles," and then the little fat kid goes, "Yeah, he lost them good." <laughs> 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 lost them good and uh also that kid also gave a hilarious moment during the food fight which we didn't mention where he took the biggest bite out of a burger i've ever seen i, I don't even remember say, that like, bit, he, to be honest but oh he uh, he unhinged his jaw <laughs> and went <laughs> this is I, i'm what gonna take a moment i don't want this gone for too long i'm just gonna take a moment to 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 set aside my platform or set up my platform for burgers which is that Burgers, we, we've oh, reached yeah. a point of critical mass with the height of burgers in modern society. And burgers mm. should be wider, not higher. Like, you should be able to bite a burger comfortably. Yeah. And and I, I don't remember the, this scene in this movie, but if we're endangering the lives of children because we're putting so many layers <laughs> on our burgers, then what are we doing? What are we doing? The gu- you should be able, yeah, you should be able to. I'm, I'm happy with a burger when it's presented to you being quite large, but if you, when you pick it up and squeeze it down a bit, if it doesn't fit in your mouth, it's yeah. too big. I, I, and I'd like, I hate eating a burger where as soon as you've taken a bite, it then becomes a race against time to finish it before the, the, the whole thing just dissolves into a meats, a meaty handful. Um, okay. It's a brioche bun. It's a brioche yeah, brioche bun. Bri- Brioche is uh, the bloody French, or uh, maybe it was maybe it's Belgian actually. <laughs> Whoever invented brioche, you've got a lot to answer yeah. for. Um, okay, so the last thing we need to talk about, of course, um, it was always going to end with this on this somber note: the death of Rufio. Um, I I don't remember it being as graphic as it was. Like it was a proper yeah. Stab in he the just heart, gets like... he just gets fucking shanked. Does Rufio? Yeah. Um, and it's it's great. It's got that um. So so Peter Pan turns up like like lots of lots of like action going on. Rufio ends mm-hmm. up uh doing the classic sidekick in an action movie thing where like he's he fights the main villain instead of the main guy, and it's like no, you're gonna die. I've seen I've seen action movies. This yeah. is what's gonna happen. And wouldn't you know it? Um, he taunts Hook with the one line from this movie that I, for some reason, always remember, which is, looky, looky, I've caught a hooky. And then suddenly, yeah. I, I don't even really remember exactly what happens, but Hook, like, kind of turns him round and then stabs him through the chest. Very, very good swordsman skills. I think he goes for, like, a high uh, slash. Rufio blocks it, but then Hook quickly pulls his yeah. sword back, stabs him in the chest. Um, okay, so... It's very, very interesting. Rufio, when I first watched this, I was very surprised he died. Um, he was a cool he leader. Uh, he could have, he could have, could have continued in that vein. Uh, Neverland is Neverland no more. He is dead. But I will say, right, that we sort of skipped over something, Conrad, and that is the fact that Robin Williams' happy thought <laughs> was just his yeah. children. He forgot. Like he, it took him. Now I can imagine, like, right. See, this, let's let's try and draw a metaphor out. Of <laughs> there, I mean, there's definitely one so, that we can draw. So there's an idea is that like he's just so consumed with work. Yeah, he's forgotten them that and he, just, and he, he no longer has the happiness. Forgets, I thought you were going to say he's forgotten the meaning of Christmas. but He, he probably he has forgotten the meaning of Christmas as well as part yeah. of this. 
like the, the idea of just remembering that you have kids and that you're happy that you have <laughs> yeah. kids is is an interesting way to go for like it takes two hours to get there but i'm happy he got there like he, you know he's all, all the better for it but i st- i stand by my criticism of of his character and and my uh, read of this as a metaphor for divorce because if he's literally doesn't remember he has children and therefore and that's what's caused <laughs> yeah. him to lose the ability to fly and do all the other magical pizza pan shit that he does i don't think he should be allowed contact with his children anymore um it was actually a vision that he it was all a vision that he had of his children having a new father and that made him you know at the end like sort of change change as a man sort of had his his, his scrooge moment, yeah or you know? this is all a dream where he reflects on the things that he could have done to change who he was as a man but it's too late now because oh, Moira, yeah. off although book. i don't i yeah yeah moira yeah, it is moira <laughs> um but I, I i i don't regret uh that being the big turning point because it did give us the funniest line in the whole film unintentionally funny of course and that was whenever uh he's fighting in the air and flying around and his daughter's up there in the net or whatever yeah. she is and he's and he's uh he's flying around and then he's like i finally thought of my happy thought and then he flies up to her and goes it yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great line. It's like, I. How would you read that as a child? Like, because I mean, you know, it all feels very exciting at the time, but when you actually stop and unpack it, it's like, wait, so you just weren't thinking about us before? <laughs> What's going on, Dad? Um, but yeah, so he 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 discovers his happy thought or rediscovers his happy thought. He's able to fly. Yeah. He he comes into uh, like w- with uh, with some angry Luke Skywalker post Ben Kenobi death swordsmanship to fight to fight Hook. Yeah. I will say he doesn't seem like he's initially torn up, and he does mention it again um, uh, once or twice after the fact. But honestly, the the emotional impact of Rufio's death seems to be gone by the time that the, the fight is kind of over, and uh, and they're all kind of taunting Hook because uh, they're all laughing and uh, and making mm-hmm. jokes never more so than when hook um a cha- i didn't even really catch what happened here so he he like tries to like sh- like stab him in the back or something and then uh like yeah. peter pan flies up and like slices down like slices the head off of the the restraint on the crocodile or something like that makes it fall over no, so yeah no actually it's a bit more crazy than that conrad and i think he didn't pick it up because it is what they're trying to say is too crazy okay. for anyone to so basically uh he he goes and gets the knife up against uh, Peter's yeah. neck. He backs him onto the crocodile. Tinkerbell then flies down, as you said, and and gets and and like sort of parries away Captain Hook or whatever and distracts him. Peter then grabs Captain Hook's sword yeah. arm, throws the sword into the belly of the crocodile, okay. which aw- awakens the beast. Yeah. Now they said uh, they killed it. Smee said they killed it earlier in the movie. Yeah, but this is it's magic. So all right, so Rufio. Now. Tough luck, no magic for you, but the crocodile can come back to life. Yeah, right. yeah. That's the thing as well. They like what's what's the point of the little fat kid saying that his mom's his happy thought? They don't even fly. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> they, uh, Spielberg has missed the point of what the happy thought yeah. is for. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> but the happy thought only works if you're a main character. That's that's the rules here. Yeah, thud. Although we'll say thud. Actually, I I, I keep calling the fat guy. Like you know, I I I identify with him. But but I but I. I like that character Thud, and I think he'll make a good leader. Yeah. I do. I, I think it was a good. I think yeah, it was. It was, it was the classic. Um, you know, here's the captain's armband to the unlikely hero right at the end. Like he's going to be a great leader. I've got. I've got high hopes for him. Yeah, he's great. Um, great fella. But and, yeah, so um, the sword. Oh well, yeah. sorry, gone. But I, I, I was going to make a stupid joke about how the. <laughs> the don't worry. Well. Okay. 
meaningless <laughs> meaningless joke for no reason i didn't know we were ending oh that yeah that bit's over now we finished with we finished with the funny the funny we're bit. finished um the the crocodile eats hook without its mouth ever moving honestly one of the worst bits of this entire movie i think because the, the the crocodile just like goes and then there's a cloud disagree with you Dis- disagree <laughs> i think it was a f- I think it was a fantastic reference to the old Buster Keaton. Uh, oh, know, the, the house uh, the, falling the front... down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The front of the house falling down. It might be what that is. The... Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was what it was. But, yeah. uh, well, either way, Hook ends up in its belly, presumably still alive, because it doesn't bite him. It just kind of swallows him whole. Well, knowing the way <laughs> the world is at the minute, um, it's probably not going to... Actually, it's... I, I just realized Rob Williams is no longer yeah. with us. So, actually, I... There will never be a remake, like you know, a, a Hook Two, which is probably for the best, to be honest with you. Um, although, if Rob Williams, if it meant having Rob Williams still in the world, I probably would take a Hook Four. Five, oh, absolutely! Six, you know, if but, we it, like uh, Robin Williams to get him back, I'd take as many Popeyes and uh, and Hooks as he as he as he cared to make, <laughs> as many bicentennial men as he wanted to churn out, despite how <laughs> fucking garbage that movie was. Um, you know, he 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 actually wanted he apparently he wrote to uh, the director of. Um, or maybe not wrote, but he, he he said that he wanted to be the werewolf, like Remus Lupin character. In, oh, really? Uh, in Harry, Harry Harry Potter three, and because J.K. Rowling and the producers had a rule that no, you you, you have to be British born or Irish born if your character's yeah. Irish or whatever to be to be in uh like British Isles born to be in the film because they wanted to really like big up the, uh, the, the British Isles, it, yeah. uh, and but also like you know yeah exactly yeah and also bring, make, make stars as well. Which I, I understand, uh, but also like it's not like, it's not like Brendan Gleeson wasn't a known quantity. <laughs> like I, I just yeah I I, I like David Thewlis is great. I love David Thewlis in those movies, but that would have been the f- wonderful to see Robin Williams as that. I think. Although, as uh, you say, Brendan Gleeson, I would have loved Robin Williams as actually Mad Eye Moody. Now yeah, that, that. I mean, Ro- let's be honest, <laughs> Robin Williams is anything. Robin Williams is fucking Dumbledore. I would have taken. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that would have been so good (laughs) living space oh someone how how do we how do we fund the technology to get that made like someone get a hologram of robin williams and replace uh replace michael gambon in uh in harry potter um okay uh so i don't really have that much else to say about this there's obviously an ending sequence where uh peter Mm kind of comes back and um like falls in love with his kids again and it's all very lovely he sees me shoveling snow and he kind of realizes that a lot of the characters exist in the real world is there anything else that you wanted to add that's bollocks conrad it's bollocks that like that part of the film as with my adult eyes i don't i get the the, because obviously in the original story and in the original films and stuff like mr darling is captain hook and even in the in the jason isaacs peter pan he plays Mr. Darling and Captain Hook. So the whole point of it was that it's an allegory and like sort of whatever. whatever. They're, tr- they're shoehorning yeah. that in. It here, seemed unnecessary. To be honest with you. And, and I really don't like it because this is why I don't like it. They, they shoehorn it in. It's unnecessary. Bob Hoskins is there. He's shoveling snow. It's shoehorned in this idea. And then, wouldn't you fucking know it? Toodles flies yeah. away. Like what? Yeah. Like so, which, it's which way sort you got of this an guy? allegory, but also completely yeah. real. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So is Bob Hoskins? Why is he shoveling snow then? I don't. I don't. You know, because if Toodles is flying away, then that means that that guy really is Smee. So what's wait now? Hold here? on. 
maybe this is an inception situation where <laughs> where uh, they're actually they, he thought it was his dream but it's actually smee's dream <laughs> and he, so are you telling yeah you're telling me that actually it's been incepted into ron williams yeah. mind that he loves his yeah. children <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is like the beginning of inception where they're putting the the plan in ken watanabe's head um except it's yeah. except it's robin williams there you go i've never actually thought about that you know Chris Nolan made a film about dreaming, and every one of his dream places in in the dream are all really realistic. Makes sense if you want to actually in, incept a, a memory. But like, why wouldn't they? Well, they they've won like on like candy. Oh, that'd be great! Island yeah, someone's just like, dreaming what? in anime, and it's <laughs> like, yeah, like what? why wasn't show that me there? Michael Caine anime version? That's what I want to see. Um, okay, right. Well, I, I, we have to do it now ratings let's talk ratings for hook um i'm just going to come out and say it i think i gave this a, a two star rating it was close it could have been a three on a different day it would have been a three because i did have fun i also but i also noted that a lot of the stuff i was enjoying about this was not necessarily stuff i was meant to enjoy okay well in the vein of keeping this serious i i probably give a three star um i there's a lot of nostalgia yeah. to this, which means I enjoy it as if it's a five star, but it's not a five star film. It's a three star film for me. Okay, well that I mean that's fair enough, and you know I will say that it's a two for me with the caveat that I still enjoyed it, um, and it's it, it's good fun. Does it cut? You can come for Dustin Hoffman alone and have a good time. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us um, here on the best movie podcast ever, which leaves us with one simple question to answer, as we always do, and that is, Anthony, what's your favorite movie this week? Homeward Bound 2. Lovely. I I don't know if I've seen that. I assume the dog and cat Homeward, uh, the home... dog and cat get lost again. <laughs> lost in San Francisco. Ah. I, 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 watched, I watched the first one a hundred times when I was younger, when I was growing up. Didn't even know the second one existed. I, but this is before streaming services where you could actually just see it on the, on the thing. I, we, I didn't know it existed. And then I watched it with my son the first time for like five days ago and I was like, except for the fact that the, the um, Golden Retriever is a different clearly a different dog and a different <laughs> yeah. voice it's actually not that bad but it's, it's not it's not not a, not a touch on the uh, first one but it's I, I kind of in a way miss those days where like you'd hear about a movie or learn of a movie that you had no way of seeing and it just takes up this position of like having a mystique around it because because yeah, it yeah, is yeah. You, you have no idea what it possibly constitutes it's all things at that point it's the best movie ever until you actually see it um okay yeah, yeah. my favorite movie is the lost boys uh there were not enough vampires in hook that's my stance uh, <laughs> thank you to nancy wyatt and jared iscariot for the use of our theme song uh, you can find links to their stuff down in the description below and thank you to you for listening uh, please consider subscribing we are the culture cave on youtube we're the best movie podcast ever on podcasting apps uh, get involved in the comments let us know what you've been watching this week give us a like it really does help and we will see you same time same place next week good fall